The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Today the church observes the feast of St. Matthew. It was Matthew who recorded Jesus' words that said, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Perhaps those words were just a tad more significant to Matthew than most. Money was certainly in his wheelhouse counting coins and keeping accounts were his daily vocation. Tax collectors uh, know a thing or two today about money. And in Matthew's day, tax collectors knew a thing or two about making money. The tax man back then, uh, they were notorious for taking more than they owed, or more than was owed, sorry, and, and lining their pockets with the balance. However, there was little chance for the average person to prove Matthew or any other um, that had taken advantage of them. And the only recourse that a person had was to despise them, to despise the tax collector. Now, we don't know if Matthew was an honest tax collector uh, before he encountered Jesus. However, there's no doubt he was despised. And there's certainly no doubt he kept company with some crooks. One thing is certain about Matthew, it wasn't likely that he was filthy rich, but neither was he poor. He certainly was above average and living a fairly comfortable life. Follow me, follow me. That was what it took for Matthew to leave all that behind. He was in his booth one moment and the next he's walking away from his secure living and steady but possibly dishonest income. Follow me. And Matthew left one master to follow another. How Christ's words must have struck his ears when he heard them later. You cannot serve both God and mammon. I can only imagine he began to understand what happened on that momentous day when he left his booth to follow Christ. Matthew is remembered as saint, as apostle, as evangelist and martyr. There are numerous, numerous things we can remember about Matthew and we are indebted to him for his preserving of the gospel of Jesus Christ. However, instead of reading off a, a great hit list 
uh, a great list of hits uh, of Matthew's goods, good works, let's remain with Matthew at the moment of his tax booth conversion. Because this was the single moment that changed Matthew's life forever. And so the question we could ask is, did Matthew know then that single moment was the difference between life and death? Did he know that? There are plenty of uh, well-off people who go to bed with hardly an anxiety or a care, secure and comfortable with all that they have and all that they need. They are like the man in Jesus' parable who had earned enough to retire, then told himself, Soul, you have plenty laid up for many years. Eat, drink and be merry. This man is comfortable and certain uh, and certain nothing bad will happen to him. He thinks now his soul can rest. This is the great deception of riches, beloved. The great deception. We often have this dumb tendency to believe that if anything was to take, take us away from our faith in Christ, it's going to be a bad thing. It's going to be a, a tragic thing. It's going to be something like that. It happens to us. That will do that to us. We stupidly forget that good things can be a threat too. In, in, in the three years, or sorry, the three decades of ministry, I have seen more people drawn closer to God because of hardship, because of difficulty, and because of misfortune. I can count on one hand the number of people I've seen reach out and embrace Jesus because they had a windfall of money or they received a substantial job promotion. Jesus frequently warns us that when things are going well, we must all be more the more watchful for complacency and for hidden sin. When we place security in things or in stuff, in our stuff, our soul becomes uncertain and we start to think, do we actually need God? And before we even know it, we're not praying anymore and we're not worshipping anymore and we're not concerned with the things of God's kingdom. We know this is true. We, we know that mammon cannot ultimately satisfy our deepest needs. Even the unbelieving world tells us that money cannot buy happiness. However, our sin still makes us weak and we behave differently. We worry about many things that come under Jesus' heading of mammon. Things like money, our careers, our job prospects, our retirement, our inheritance, our security, or our comfortable and the list, our comfortabilities, and, and the list is endless. It is wise to remember what God said to the rich fool in Jesus' parable. Fool, tonight your soul is required of you. Who will have the things you have prepared? So serving money over God can only lead to one place. And that's the grave. Matthew sat in his booth with stacks of ill-gotten coin and bags of money hidden under the table. However, he was soon to become the richest person, the richest a person could ever become. The Saviour spoke and said to him, Follow me. The path would first lead him home where he would dine with his motley gang of tax collectors, 
with the, with the man who would die for their sins. The Pharisees did what everyone did to tax collectors. They despised them. And yet, when he heard it, Jesus absolved the company he was keeping. He said, those who are well have no need for a physician. But those who are sick, go learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Matthew would follow Jesus to learn what that mercy looked like. The Lord would die for his sins, for my sins, for your sins. Jesus became poor to enrich us. Jesus entered the grave so that we could live. Matthew earned a wealth that he could never find on planet earth. He gained an inheritance from God that leads to eternal life. Money comes and goes, my friends. Matthew's example teaches us this truth. Money is a poor master. It demands much and returns little in the end. Master Mammon cares not for your well-being. Master Mammon cannot save you when you have nothing. Master Mammon cannot overcome sin and death. However, when the Lord is your wealth, then you can use money for good purposes. Jesus is the master who always leads us for our own good. He has delivered us from sin and death, and the return is nothing short of eternal life. Let us pray. Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. Thank you that we can live in your light and walk in your truth. May the things that you have revealed and the thoughts that we have shared dwell in our hearts and stir us to action. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.